you are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you as we get started with a weekend series, a World Series rematch at Truist Park. And the Braves got things going on the right foot in the opener with a 6-2 victory behind uh, Mr. Kyle Wright, who was back on the mound after a brief absence, had a start skipped, but looked like he was back in perhaps better than ever. Either way, he did his part. The Braves offense did his part. The Braves picked up a 6-2 win over the Houston Astros, and we're going to tell you all about it and, of course, get you set for Game 2 of the series, which will come your way on Saturday night. Before we do any of that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you enable those alerts so you'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, I think the big question for everybody was, you know, how's Kyle Wright going to be feeling? How's he going to be looking out there on the mound? And I didn't really pick up any signs of rust. And if he was looking for a couple miles an hour on that fastball, I'd say he found it over the last eight or so days. Yeah, back to his average, 94.6 mile per hour average on that sinker. So right back where he was, I thought he looked really sharp, kind of like Max Freed the night before. Looked like that extra rest, you know, may have done him some good. I thought he looked really uh, sharp in this game. That sinker was really biting. He threw a couple of really good ones diving in on right-handed hitters. So I thought it was a really good performance by Kyle Wright. Yeah, I uh, wrote down one word. I usually have like an adjective that goes with the way that the Braves have started. Some of them are fit for broadcast. Some of them are not. But today's word was actually sharp. I thought Kyle Wright was as well as he tossed six innings of two-run ball to help the Braves win this game. Let's talk about it here. Game number 121 for Atlanta. Open up a three-game series against the Houston Astros at Truist Park. And the Astros dropped to 77-44 and with a rare loss for them. Two runs, seven hits, no errors, five men left aboard. Braves now 74-47. and Six runs on 12 hits, an error, and 10 men left for Atlanta. Kyle Wright picks up the win. He's 15-5 and five now on the year. He's the Braves' first 15-game winner since Max Freed won 17 games back in 2019. So another feather in Kyle Wright's cap. He's also tied for the Major League lead in wins, along with Tony Gonsolin in the National League and, of course, Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros, though we will not see him this weekend, thankfully. Lance McCullers didn't pitch all that poorly, made a mistake to Austin Riley, though, and he made him pay for it with a three-run homer and that was enough to get the Braves out to a lead they would not relinquish. McCullers in his second start back is now 1-1 one and one on the year. Game lasted three hours, four minutes. Sellout crowd, 42,837 on hand to see this World Series rematch. Austin Riley with some big fireworks during the game. Of course, the big fireworks show is happening after the game as well, but home run number 31 for him as the Braves were able to pick up this victory thanks to the offensive work and, of course, what Kyle was doing. Six innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts, did allow a home run to Kyle Tucker, 84 pitches, and most importantly, it seemed like he had everything working, and that velocity was right back where it needed to be. Yeah, 84 pitches, 61 strikes. I mean, like I said, very efficient around the zone uh, against these Astros hitters, and a very good lineup. Unfortunately for them, they lost one of their best bats in in Jordan Alvarez. You know, prayers for him. Hopefully everything's okay there. Um, But either way, you know, Kyle Wright did what he did against a very good Astros lineup on this night. And look, it was kind of his breaking out party in the World Series last year after a really good year in Gwinnett comes up in the biggest spot in all of baseball and has a really good performance against this Astros team. And so, you know, I think that gave him the confidence coming into this year and seeing the pitcher that he has become. 
And here again, just kind of proving that with the night that he had. And like I said, very efficient, not really much stress. He had that one inning, um, you know, in the fifth where he gave up those couple of runs. Outside of that, you know, he had three, one, two, three innings. One of those thanks to a double play after his only walk of the game. So very efficient, you know, 13 swings and misses, 12 called strikes, and 87.6 mile per hour average exit velocity again. So not a lot hit hard off of him. So, yeah, I thought it was a great performance all around for Kyle Wright. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. He kind of did have that that moment in the World Series where it felt like, all right, maybe he's found something here. That work he did in the minor leagues certainly paid off big time there. Keep in mind, Kyle Wright did not win a game for the Braves last season. He wins his 15th game of the season the next time. He sees the Houston Astros as far as being on the mound against him. So funny how these things have come full circle. And Kyle Wright certainly used the World Series as a bit of a springboard. But if you talk to him, he would say it's that work in Gwinnett that really got him where he needed to be. And now he's just making this thing happen every fifth day. And it's been looking pretty good for the Braves all season long. We'll talk a little bit about the Atlanta offense. We'll update you on the condition of Jordan Alvarez as well. We don't have a big update on it, but we will get you caught up on that. And, of course, preview game two of the series. Before we do, I want to remind you, Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster. And if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can take a look at their full menu. They've got coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Make sure you use the coupon code locked on for 15% off your order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Now, the Braves were brewing up some runs in small batches, and Austin Riley with a three-run homer in the third inning was the big hit that the Braves needed in this game, but they also wanted to add on. Dansby Swanson had a two-run double. Matt Olson provided a run knocked in on a sacrifice fly, but you, you mentioned things got a little bit crazy. The Swanson double took Mauricio Dubon out of the game. He was forced in an inning prior to that in the fifth when Jordan Alvarez had to suddenly leave the game. Now, he trotted off the field and, and left, and they replaced him defensively speaking. Then between innings, we saw members of the Braves medical staff and Truist Park medical staff go down to the clubhouse. They checked him out. He left with an undisclosed illness, according to the team, and was transported to a local hospital. So we don't have a whole lot to go on. I'm sure the Houston Astros will provide the updates as they become available. But yes, you know, thoughts, prayers, and, uh, and well wishes for Jordan Alvarez. Hopefully nothing serious, but you know, clearly something was going on, and he did have to leave the ballpark. And we hope that he'll be back in there sooner than later. One of the most talented players for the Astros and one of the great sluggers in all of baseball. You hate to see anybody dealing with something like that. And then Mauricio Dubon, to add injury to injury, slammed into the center field wall. He had to leave with what appeared to be a hand or an arm injury after kind of getting, I think, maybe wrapped up in the chain link, trying to drag in Dansby Swanson's double out in center field. So it was kind of an unfortunate series of events there for the Astros in the middle innings as the Braves were busy piling on some runs. Yeah, and looked like a big play in that game, and he kind of overshot it a little bit. It kind of went between his arm, but a uh, big play in that game because the Braves were able to get some insurance runs. And you look at this game in the Braves' offense, you know, six runs, 12 hits, four walks, 10 strikeouts, but they score in bunches, as this offense is prone to do. You get the three-run homer for Riley, you know, and they score three runs off the homer. Then they get three more in that inning with no home run. So uh, you love to see what this team can really do and score in multiple ways like that. A couple of three run innings and some big hits there for Dansby Swanson, who continues to do great work with two strikes. I, I joked, <laughs> jokingly said, maybe he should just act like every pitch he has two strikes on him because that just seems like when he comes to the moment there. Uh, but yeah, big hit for Austin Riley too. You know, had a great game against Jacob DeGrom yesterday, then comes out tonight, has a home run. It's been a little while for him uh, hitting a home run. So, glad to see that. and takes it opposite field, right center. Uh, so, great to see that. Great job all around by the offense. I thought they did a great job against McCullers, who, 
you know, can strike out a lot, but also walks a lot. Mm -hmm. And that obviously can lead to a high pitch count and uh, leads to him leaving the game early. Obviously, his second start back, so probably not going to go too deep either way. But, yeah, I thought it was a great, great game for the offense as well. Yeah, no, they were certainly able to pick up those runs and bunches and add on when they needed to a little bit late, give themselves some breathing room. Colin McHugh came on after uh, Kyle Wright was done in this game. Two perfect innings for him, three strikeouts. He looked great, maybe as strong as he's been all year. And then Kinley Jansen tossed the ninth inning and kept the Astros off the board. Wasn't a save chance, but Jansen came in with the four-run lead and was able to finish things off. I thought he looked pretty sharp in this one as well. I know Bregman hit a double that you know rattled around into the corner there, but that wasn't necessarily one of those where he comes in and just all of a sudden gets hit hard. There's a couple of walks and some different things. You know, Maybe this is just one of those nights where Kinley just needed to get back out there and continue to keep himself in a rhythm because his last couple of outings, I feel like as far as the strike throwing and being able to limit the free base runners has been important and will be important for Kinley Jansen moving forward. Yeah, look, I, I was a little questioning the decision with a four-run lead, why are you bringing in Kenley after he just pitched last night? But I, I think it may be kind of what you said. He's been struggling. You can see the frustration with him when he's yep. been out there lately. He just hasn't had that command of all of his pitches. And you're right, the Breg, look, Bregman's been really hot lately too, and that was just a good swing by him, and it landed on the chalk. But after that, I, I agree. I thought that was some of the, the best pitching that we've seen from Kenley Jansen in a while. So hopefully that does kind of get him going and, and hopefully, you know, he continues to progress because the Braves need him because uh, look, he's, he's going to be there. Yeah. He's going to be their closer. You got to have him, And with his delivery a runner gets on first base, that's a rally against Kenley Jansen. Look, that, that's a problem. It's known. He knows it. Um, so he's got to obviously work on that, but more so working on not letting runners on base. And uh, I thought he was really good. Like, like you said, after that Bregman double. Yeah, great way to keep guys close is to never let them get on base. And, and Kenley, at this point, he's kind of died in the wool. He's not really going to change. What is it? A, a, a leopard doesn't change his spots or or however that whole thing goes. We'll figure that out afterwards. If you know which one it is, leave it in the comments, <laughs> the tiger stripes or whatever. But the, the case being, you know, when you've got a four-run lead here, and this is just kind of my theory, you give them a little bit more breathing room to maybe work without it being a close game to continue to do a few things to maybe get himself mechanically where he wants to be. And he was pitching with a lead, and Brian Snicker did say that the other night. If Kenley Jansen comes in, he's going to pitch in a tie game or when the Braves have the lead. That's the two things or, or two circumstances where you'll typically see that. Very seldom will you see him pitching behind. I would imagine it's only if he needs work. And you know, the other night when it came to you know who comes in, who doesn't come in, I thought Rysel Iglesias would have been the call the other night anyway, and that probably would have just brought Edwin Diaz right back out for the ninth inning. So, you know, that is what it is. The Braves took three out of four in that series. They take the opener against the Astros, and hopefully the bullpen, whoever it is, will be playing a big role in many, many Braves wins, as Atlanta has been one of, if not the winningest club in all of baseball since June the 1st, and they continue their winning ways against the Houston Astros in the first game of the series. A couple of other offensive standouts. You mentioned Austin Riley with a home run, 31st of the year. Uh, two for four, hit by a pitch as well. That looked pretty painful there in his final A-B. Hopefully he's fine. Dansby Swanson, three out of five, two runs scored, two runs knocked in, has 27 doubles now with his two-bagger in this game. Ronald Acuna Jr. continues to get on base, two for four with a walk, couple of runs scored. And, of course, I mentioned the good work out of the bullpen uh, to help after Kyle Wright was done. So a very well-rounded victory for the Braves. The bad news, of course, is the Mets beat the Phillies. They beat up on Aaron Nola early and they grab the victory over Philadelphia, and that lead in the NL East for New York over Atlanta remains at three and a half games right where it was as the Braves beat the Mets to close out that series yesterday. So let's get you started, or let's get you previewed, rather, for game two of the series, which will get started at 7.15 on Saturday night at Truist Park. 
Before we do, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL, as well as combat sports, esports, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening. BetOnline is where the game starts. As I mentioned, game starts at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time at Truist Park. Middle contest of the three-game series. If you like strikeouts, this might be the night for you. Spencer Strider, 7-4, ERA. Christian Javier, 7-8 with a 2.96 ERA. You might be interested in knowing that Christian Javier has struck out as many batters as Justin Verlander this year, but he's done it in far fewer innings. He leads the Astros staff, which is a very good starting staff in Ks per nine. So the Braves will have their hands full with another good starting pitcher for Houston as Spencer Strider looks to build on his good outing last time out against New York. Yeah, it should be a good game. Another great pitching matchup. Again, curious to see the Braves offense, who's been facing good pitching for several games in a row now here to see what their approach is to Christian Javier. Um, But, you know, I was more so glad to see the Braves come out on Friday night after an emotional series against the Mets and just continue to play good baseball. Because, look, they want to win this division. You're going to have to win games like this, and you're going to have to continue to stay locked in the rest of the way. So I thought that was great to see. Hopefully that continues into Saturday. And as always, I love when Spencer Strider takes the mound. He is, a, as I've been saying, must must see TV. Uh, so certainly we'll be locked into that one. Yeah, who doesn't love it? And we'll be locked on, of course, to the outcome of this series as the Braves and Astros continue it in game two on Saturday night, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. Spencer Strider and Christian Javier in the middle contest as the Braves look to secure another series victory. And oh, by the way, Atlanta's won 10 out of 11 now. You know they had that eight-game winning streak that the Mets snapped, but the Braves have gotten right back to their winning ways with back-to-back victories and look to continue that role through the weekend as they continue this series with the Houston Astros. Of course, we'll have you covered here on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. As always, I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. The Braves in the win column, 6-2, to two, the final over the Houston Astros on a Friday night. So a good start to the weekend. And we look forward to talking to you again soon right here on the Braves postcast. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 